Welcome to the Ether. Today's Thursday, August 11th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Osmo Real Talk, hosted by Mo. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. Um, you may have seen my recent tweets about Osmo and how I don't own, how I do not own any, and how I'm not bullish on Osmo as a token. Um, I think it's completely different from being bullish. On the actual decks. Hey, Sonny, good to see you here. If you want to speak, let me know. Um, I was one of the early, actually, I was like, I was one of the, the Genesis holders, I guess, of Osmo. I had the airdrop. I bought it a bunch after the airdrop. I staked it for a while. I LP'd. I've been bullish on it for a long time, but I think it's reached a point now where I think Osmosis, the decks, is great and important for the Cosmos ecosystem. But that Osmo, the token, is not a great investment long-term. Do I think it will appreciate over time along with the rest of Cosmos? Yes. But if we're comparing it to other coins like Adam, like Juno, like Evmos, then I think it's not even on par with those. Um, recently, Cosmo Diver, someone who I blocked and who has blocked me. So that person definitely is not on the same you know wavelength as me normally. But he actually posted a chart showing um i think it was net um net like staking or net um inflation after you if, if you're staking and you're constantly compounding your staking rewards right how much you're losing to inflation and one of the lowest on there was osmo right because right now staking rewards are about 25 percent or 24 percent and inflation is like i think like 60 or 70 percent i'm I, I can be completely off with the amount of, of inflation it's around that i believe um, I have to look it up to know the exact number, but it's fairly high relative to staking APR. Um, I've tweeted in the past saying, again, I want to reiterate something for people who think that I'm just trying to FUD osmosis. I love the project. It's the main decks that I use, right? I speak with Sonny from time to time. Like, we're not best friends, but like, we're acquaintances, right? Um, and I think it's a great project, right? I think it's the best decks. The total value locked is way higher than JunoSwap, and I think it's important for the Cosmos ecosystem that is there. And I think the team is great too. I want to make all that clear, okay? In no way, right, do I think negatively toward Osmosis the project. It's more so Osmo the token that I don't think is a great investment. Okay, that's not to say that you shouldn't own it if you want to own it. Or that's not to say that there won't be airdrops for people who are staking Osmo the token. It's just relative to Juno, to Adam, to Evmos. And Evmos also, tokenomics of Evmos down the line will be bad too. Right. The reason why Evmos, why I'm so bullish on it right now, and what I've said for weeks, for months, what I've said about Evmos is that because the staking APR is so high, it makes up for the inflation. And I said the same thing about Osmo too. If you look back on my feed from about a year ago, okay, when Osmo first came out, people were fudding it. People were saying that it's, it's, it's awful tokenomics. 
And maybe there's, a, there's an argument that can be made that, that, that his tokenomics aren't great and that it's bad tokenomics. But when it first came out and staking APR was like five, six, seven hundred percent, and it stayed in the three, four hundred percent range for a long time, at that point in time, even though I think it was inflating by like 150 percent the first year, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I'm not trying to make up numbers. I'm just trying to, to think, say from memory what the numbers are. I was talking with a lot of sharp people in Cosmos who were saying, oh, no, it's a bad investment because you're losing the value you know, of your tokens to inflation. And I kept saying back to them. Yeah, sure. Let's say it does increase. You know, let's say the first year, it, you know, the supply increases by, you know, two, two and a half, three x, whatever it is. My APR and especially the APR I'm getting from compounding my staking is way higher. So great, let it go down, right? But like, I don't care if it goes if if, that, if it gets affected because I think what happened was I I think I kind of tripled the size of my bag just from staking and compounding, right? In a few months, and similar thing with Evmos right now. And what I've been trying to tell people for weeks and months with Evmos, right, is that by compounding, it's gonna you're gonna end up with a lot of Evmos. Does that mean Evmos is going the price is going to appreciate the same rate of, as Juno? No, right. And I own Juno too because I'm trying to find the right balance there, right, of a coin that I know is gonna appreciate more, of a coin that's gonna get me a lot of staking rewards and be able to compound and grow the size of my bag, right. And that's kind of been my approach there. The reason why I don't own Osmo anymore, and again, for those just joining, I owned Osmo for a long time. Anyone, anyone who's been following me from when I was a small, smaller account, anyone who's been following me for a long time, knows that I tweeted the heck out of Osmo. Like, I nonstop was tweeting about it. I did threads on it, right? I was bullish on it for a long, long time. And it's interesting, an interesting thing is around the time of Superfluid Staking, Superfluid Staking is, a, again, is great as, a, as tech. Okay, and again, this might be an unpopular opinion, and people might, people might disagree with me. But leading up to superfluid staking, I made a comment to a couple of people that you know some of you might know, but I'm not going to mention names. We were talking privately, and I kind of said, "I'm like, hmm, I think superfluid staking might be the top relative to Adam." My reasoning then was that it would be the top because you know it's kind of you know sell the news that it's going to create like a lot of liquidity, and people are going to big holders will, will, will be able to sell. What I realized weeks or months later when I thought about it again was the reason. If you look at the chart, you will see that Superfluid staking was around the time that, that Osmo peaked against Adam. I think it had one little burst up again shortly, a week or two afterward, but that was pretty much the top for Osmo. Right? And the reasoning why, what, I kind of, what kind of hit me as more time passed, was what did Superfluid staking do? It made it that you could easily stake your coins right, while also LPing. And what does that do? That kind of spreads out all the APR, all the rewards, it, it kind of spreads out with more people. So let's say there's, and again, these numbers are just throwing off the top of my head. I don't know what the exact staking numbers were. But let's say, right, when Superfluid staking came out, 20% of people were staking. And then Superfluid staking enabled another 10% or 15% more to stake their Osmo. What then happens is that all those staking rewards that people were getting, it, sh it shrinks. And those who were around when, when, when Superfluid staking happened, you may remember that right, pretty much right away, right? I think APR dipped by like 20%. It started dipping quickly. And again, for those just joining, it's not, my intent here is not to flood Osmosis the project. I'm not even trying to do FUD. I'm, I, all I did was literally say, I don't own any, any Osmo. I didn't go and like start bad mouthing or anything, or anything else. Um, but I don't own Osmo. I still use Osmosis the decks. It's still the main decks that I use when I want to, 
you know, do anything in the cosmos, you know, that's decentralized and I want to buy or sell something. I still use it. I still use that desk, that, that desk, that Dex. And I still think it's the best one. I think JunoSwap has a lot of work to do. And again, this is coming from me. My biggest bag is, you know, flipping between Juno and Evmos, depending upon price changes at any moment. And I still think that the much better Dex is Osmosis, even though I don't own Osmo, but I own Juno. So this is not me trying to like be overly biased or anything else. It's me trying to give everyone a perspective that people may not think about. Okay. One thing I've noticed in the Cosmos ecosystem um, is that, again, I, I fall into this too sometimes, is that people get very, very married to their bags and they get very, very kind of stuck in feeling almost as if the project is theirs, like it's a family. And if they take profit or sell anything, right, that they're almost like harming themselves or doing a bad thing. That taking profit or selling, you know, a, a coin that may not be the most bullish coin anymore, right? A lot of people start to think that maybe that's like, that's wrong, but don't do that, right? Like when Juno was 40 bucks, everyone's like, no, you can't sell. But why not? Like you don't owe anything to Juno the project or Juno the coin, right? It's an investment. I'm sure there are people out there that see themselves, you know, that see them that see them themselves as part of the project. And it's like, no, I can't sell. I'd be betraying, you know, the team or betraying the community. But the reality is, is everyone takes profits. Everyone sells. I don't want to say speak for speak for specific developers, but and actually, from what I read about Osmosis, is that most developers on Osmosis did not take profit, which is like commendable. Um, but I, I also don't recall when it unlocked. I think it unlocked closer to the bottom. Someone correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I can near. I can always. I can. I, I want to say I can guarantee you. But I do think, right, there's a good chance that if we get a nice push at some point, devs are going to take some profit. And again, I could be completely wrong. This is just what I think. They may end up not taking profit. But most people, nearly everyone takes profit. Why? Because part of crypto is making money, is making a profit. If you just come in here just to be part of a family, whatever else, maybe if you're independently wealthy, great, fine, whatever. But there is a goal here, making money, right? Now, getting back to the point, is that how are you going to be making money if you get married to your bag? If, if you know, here, here's a good way of putting it. I think this is around April or May time when, when things started going downhill. Maybe it was more like April, I think. And I think at the time, Osmo, the coin was around uh, two, $3, no, no, $3, $4, I think was what it was at. I had been selling gradually, you know, with LP rewards and stuff like that over time. But I had convinced myself. That because osmosis, and sorry for my sniffling, guys, it's not because I do cocaine, it's because I actually have a nasal issue. So when people give me shit about my sniffling, it's kind of shitty because it's a legit medical issue. Anyways, getting that out of the way. I was there being like, you know what? I actually was working on a thread that I never, that I never shared because after what happened with Luna, I didn't have a chance to share it and I have to rewrite it and do it at one point. But I was kind of putting out what are the pillars of Cosmos? What are the blue chips? And one of the ones I put down was Osmo. Again, I never shared this thread because I didn't really finish it in time. Um, and then a whole Luna thing happened. But now here's the question, right? I believe Osmosis, the project, is definitely a blue chip. I mean, honestly, right now, Osmosis, the project, the DEX, might be the most important, one of the most important, you know, things within the Cosmos ecosystem, right? Before, when Osmosis came out, that kind of opened up the door for everything. If you're new to the Cosmos ecosystem, you probably do not recall, right, or remember um, that, that, that a year ago or 14 months ago, um, there wasn't any 
osmosis. There wasn't any Juno, right? There was barely anything. It was kind of mainly just like Adam and the potential of it. I remember IBC, like I think it was February 28th, 2021. There was a whole big thing when IBC was being enabled, that upgrade. And if you were around then, why was that upgrade so important? Because that was the upgrade when the snapshots were taken for Juno and Osmosis and maybe some others, but those are the two main ones. And like, I didn't have a giant bag of Adam then. Like I had like, I don't know, I'm not going to say, cause I'm not going to talk about that stuff, but I had some, I, I, I actually bought it like within a month before that, you know, and I kind of just got it into it then. And then if you were there, every door was open, right? If you, if, if you were an owner, if you held Adam, then you got osmosis, you got Juno. And then from Juno, you got Netter, everything, all this crazy shit happened. Okay. And what, and what was the start of that? It was June, like June 18th. I think June 18th was, was the date that Osmo came out. That was when it all started. That was when the ecosystem really opened up. One of the big things that's an issue in Cosmos that, a lot, that I, I've been talking about for a while, I'm seeing more people talk about it now, is liquidity, right? Why is it that almost every single NFT project doesn't sell out and doesn't do so well? Because there's not that much liquidity. Some projects do well, but it's very rare and very few and far between because there's just not that many people here. Right. But one thing that I think I, I forget, I definitely forget, and a lot of us forget, is that the ecosystem didn't really become a place for liquidity until Osmosis came out. Been around for about a year. It's been pretty much all organic, right? Like, not like, you know, with Sol and all these other ones, with AVAX. Let me say something about AVAX for a second, okay? I live in, around New York City, okay? I'll be on the subway and I will see advertisements on the New York City subway. For AVAX, okay? For this decentralized avalanche, whatever, advertising for that. I don't think I've ever seen an advertisement for anything in Cosmos in public, which, I mean, it, it can be seen both ways. It can be seen two ways. You can see it as a positive that we're growing organically. You can see it as a negative that maybe we can grow faster, right? I personally see it as more like more so neutral. I don't see it as a negative. I don't see it as a positive really either because the reality is we need more volume here, but that, you know, more volume, more, more liquidity, but that'll take time. And especially with what happened with Luna, Right, that was kind of like a major issue. But at the same time, things that have been coming that we've been seeing coming is, you know, we're trying to get native USDC, though, with the whole tornado thing, who knows what's going to happen there. But a lot of different things have been happening, have been coming around. And it's going to be interesting to see, right, how what happens with the growth. Now, do I think Osmo is doomed forever? No. But like, what's something we can do now? So instead of talking about, like, hey, what's wrong with Osmo the token? Let's kind of talk about instead what, can, what, what I think can be done to benefit it, right? To kind of change things, right? Yesterday, I tweeted out that 45 projects are currently getting um, rewards, right? Um, from in, in, in the form of Osmo tokens, right? Projects like Kerberos, XPRT, Comdex, um, XK. I, you know, I'm not going to, I have a list. So there's a list. I'm, I'm going to bring Sonny on and I'll, and I'll take a break. Hey, Sonny. I'll let you speak now. I was, was going to get into what I think can be done, but I'll let you have the floor for a bit, you know, and, and then, we'll, then we'll get to that after. Do you want to speak, Sonny, or you want me to finish what I was saying about the token, about the rewards thing? Uh, you can finish about the rewards. Oh, oh, okay. I want to respond to your right, previous I'll, points, but you can finish about the rewards. All right, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be quick with it. So my point being is there are 45, there are 45 tokens right now that are getting you know, internal incentives from osmosis, right? Basically getting Osmo rewards, right? At each epic. I think most of those projects should not be getting. 
Um, I think early on, and, and the reason why I'm focusing this a lot is because for months I've been trying to say, let's stop giving every project rewards. In the early going, what would happen is a project would request rewards. Most validators would vote abstain. And from what I heard, it was because a lot of them are validating the, the project at issue and they felt that they had, you know, you know, they had a bias, which is makes sense. At the same time, there needs to be some kind of balance there where it's like, yeah, you're biased, but you can still, you know, know whether or not this project should be getting uh, some rewards. And I think that right now what needs to be done, instead of focusing so much on, hey, let's, let's, you know, let's vilify a new project trying to ask for rewards, when I can guarantee you these projects are asking for rewards now. If they asked for rewards six months ago, they would have gotten, no one even said a word about it. It's now in a bear market. Everyone's hypervigilant. But instead of being hypervigilant on what projects should not be getting rewards right now, because it seems pretty straightforward that most projects, most projects are not going to get without having a whole campaign against them, I think there should be more focus on removing rewards from projects that have shown that they should not, that, that they, from projects that have not shown much or anything since they joined the ecosystem and got those rewards. But anyways, I'm going to let Sonny get on because, you know, Sonny is one of the co-founders or founder or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll let him introduce himself of Osmosis. Hey, um, yeah, I mean, there's this whole notion that like, you know, you look at the tokenomics of or like the value of a token purely as like, like looking at the inflation and like the staking APRs, like, and like almost like entirely divorced from the product itself is like kind of crazy to me. It's like, sure, I can, I can go construct a token with like, you know, it, I mean, that's how you get like the pump and dump schemes, right? You know, you have these like protocols with these amazing like staking APRs and stuff. But like at the end of the day, if these things don't have utility, like what's even the point, right? Like we're 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 trying to build this long term thing here, not this like you know quick APR pump and dump scheme. Um, and so yeah, so it just feels like you know yes, we're giving you know the staking APRs on Osmosis are like don't outcompete with inflation but that's because a large portion of those rewards go towards you know liquidity incentives that helps build up the liquidity of osmosis and what makes it the central decks of osmosis right like you we're giving away osmo a uh, percentage of osmo in order to grow the ecosystem right the goal is the long term growth not this like short term like oh make sure sta- you know stakers are getting this like more of the same pet rock right and like you know, I think I, I um I used to be like very uh skeptical of like the whole chain link tokenomics in the sense that like you know it's like link doesn't do anything and uh and then like there was a tweet from Chainlink God that actually like I really like that's which I, don't know, I always think about this one where he was like everyone complains that like uh Chainlink has a great product but shitty tokenomics and I was and and but it's like well, would you rather have it the other way around? Would you rather have great tokenomics and a shitty product? Like that's like not going to go, that's a project that's going to die. Like, you know, and like eventually what happens is the market realizes that like, okay, good products will figure out how to, you know, capture revenue. And like what we're, what we're doing, right? I think, I think out of every chain in the Cosmos ecosystem, Osmosis is the only one that actually has like meaningful, like path to, or, or you know, out of the major chains, you know, has meaningful path to like actual protocol revenue and being this like long lasting sustainable project. I mean, I mean, again, look, look, so I agree with you on that. I would rather have a product that, you know, yeah, because like right now, Evmos has 
to, to, to kind of use it as an example of a project that right now has crazy staking APR, but there's not much going on there yet, is like, yeah, I mean, I agree that in the long term, right, you want to have a project that's building and that's going to come up with sustainable revenue. I think what Kuji is doing, for example, is they're, they're creating a project where there's like no inflation or barely any inflation, and they're trying to just go completely, I don't, I don't know if naked is the right word, but like, you know, just getting people to come in without all that. Um, I'm very curious for your thoughts, um, Sonny, on what's on the whole idea that right now there's 45 tokens that are being incentivized, many of which don't have a product, are barely doing anything that, I mean, I, I personally haven't heard of half of them. And I, and I like to think that I have a, a decent ear on the Cosmos ecosystem. So I'm curious what your thoughts are, are on that and what you think, should, if, whether that a lot of, you know, a lot of these projects should, should not be getting rewards. Yeah, so, I mean, a couple of things. One, you know, I one I've been pushing for a long time that like, you know, we should be cutting out incentives from more and more projects. Um, but also like, you know, framing it as like, hey, look at oh my god, there's like 45 tokens that are all getting incentives. If you look at the percent the amount, you know, you, you realize these incentives are following like a major power laws here, right? Where like, you know, the Adam Osmo pool is getting definitely a lion's share of incentives, probably actually too much. You know, I, I probably like too much incentives is going to the Adam Osmo pool. Um, and then, you know, you, you take like the like maybe let's say top six or seven pools of osmosis, I'm sure those make up like you know, close to like 95 to or probably even more than that of a percentage of the incentive. So, yeah, look, there is like this like long tail end of incentives, uh, a, a long tail end of pools, but they're actually getting a very small amount of incentives. Really, what I think Osmosis should be doing right now is just cutting incentives across the board. You know, there, what you can do right now is uh, set a make a governance proposal to, uh, you know, there's a special gauge on Osmosis called gauge zero, which sends uh, tokens to the community pool. So, you know, I, I would personally be in favor of just like saying like, hey, let's, you know, set a third of the liquidity incentives to go to gate zero right now, right? I think, I think Osmosis is definitely overpaying on incentives across the board. And I think the way of like actually making a meaningful dent in that isn't by cut, like, like cutting, you know, these tail end assets. Like, yeah, we, we, I think we should cut the tail end assets as well, just as a signaling purposes, but that doesn't actually mean, that's not actually going to meaningfully uh, reduce the issuance as much as just like, cutting some cutting across the board so i i agree with you on that i actually want to kind of do a spreadsheet or someone who does all this math stuff to do a spreadsheet to kind of get the exact numbers on all these tail end ones but i do agree as, as, a, as a signaling purpose that for people to take things more seriously here right i think that it's but not Emperor osmo is doing a you know heather nodes is doing a lot of like analysis right now about like you know sort of doing a lot of this data analysis to figure out like you know which pools are we overpaying on incentives for figuring out optimal liquidity for each of the pools how much we can cut incentives can more incentives be sent and i think you're saying that like that, that, that like gauge zero would take it to the community pool but can more be sent to staking apr like well, staking pool or whatever that pool be can like that be increased to like i mean i've heard that osmos is thinking about doing interchange security at some point so wouldn't it help to have a higher staking APR to, and to kind of, you know, to get more people to stake and then make ICS easier? I mean, I don't, are staking reward, are, are staking APRs too low right now? Like you're, you're getting like 30, 40% APR. That's pretty reasonable. That's above like, 
Cosmos Hub and you know most major proof of stake L1s. So last I checked, I think it was like 25%, which is still higher than, I mean, unless Kepler is off. I mean, Kepler is, is off with Juno's APR, for example. So it might be off with Osmosis too. But Adam has been around for a long, long time. And I think a lot of what's stake there is like foundation stake and whatever else or like whatever those are. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, unless the APRs are, you know, we we should have like a very clear goal of like why we're like increasing the staking are people leaving like osmosis and like staking other things like like yeah i, I don't know like what I, I guess we need a more specified thesis of like why what is the problem with the current staking aprs so i guess the way i put it to put it in the most simple terms for everyone here is that if inflation is so high and staking apr is on the lower end the incentive to lock up to lock up tokens for two weeks just for some extra APR when it's being killed by inflation anyway, it's tough. I mean, comparing it to, to Adam, to Cosmos Hub, right? The inflation there is like 11, 12%. I forget the exact number off the top of my head, but it's, it's significantly lower. So even if the APR there for staking is much lower, the effect. Yeah, but the difference there. is that Osmo has a fixed supply. Like calling it, calling it like you're being inflated out with this like, you know, continuous inflation is not the right way of framing it right like what what it is is osmosis has a fixed supply which is one billion tokens and this is the issuance process of osmo so you know if you don't want to like get the issuance of osmo you don't have to you know you can go somewhere else but like you know this is the consider it consider this like the extended uh initial distribution process of this like limited supply token Oh, yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense. And, and, and I do think that, you know, in a few years, like once it gets to the point, like, or even a year or two, as there's more threatenings and as the issuances go lower, I think, like, in, in my mind, when I'm, talking, when I'm talking about tokenomics, I'm always talking about it right now, how things are happening right now. But in like a year or two years from now, I might be like, okay, you know, now that, tokenomics, now that there's more threatenings, I'm actually more okay with tokenomics because inflation is not is not going to create as much sell pressure. I think that when people talk about tokenomics, they're kind of thinking in terms of, okay, every day there's an epic and people are getting all these osmosis rewards and they're going to be selling them for other tokens and that's going to, you know, drag down price. And yes, I know that not everything is about price and there's other stuff too. Again, like I said at the beginning of, of, of this space, I love, you know, osmosis as a DEX and as a project, but I keep, but I keep coming back to, the, to my, 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 my mind keeps coming back to what happens to the token? Is it a good investment right now if there's all this issuance, you know, half uh, emperor, do you want to chime in a little bit here? Like, like, I mean, just you guys to speak and you've been waiting. So I just want to give you a, a chance if you'd like to. Yeah. So a couple, a couple points. Um, so I know you mentioned that you wanted a breakdown of the incentives uh, on MintScan. If you click, we have weekly uh, incentive proposals where we adjust the incentives and you can actually click on that proposal and you can see the breakdown that shows each incentive by category. Um, that's the first the first part. Uh, the second part is I know you mentioned staking. Um, it we we actually uh, track staking and we've been tracking it since since the inception. And if you actually look at the graph that I you know, usually post, it's it's been like a you know like a hockey stick. It's just yeah, obviously the uh, the inflation is higher, but you you can't look at it that way. That's not disincentivizing people staking. Otherwise, we would not have such growth. 
So two things. One, in terms of incentives, I was more so looking, wanting to have a, a clear idea as of, of each of each like each pool, how much each pool is getting. Like, like like Sonny was saying that the Adam Oswald pool is getting a ton, and maybe it should get less. Or and how is each one of the top seven ninety five percent rewards? Like, how does it break it down? Because if yeah, if, yeah, it, it it is broken down. Um, you have the current incentives, the target incentives, the fees, um, and it's all broken down in, in the spreadsheet we for everybody. Okay, yeah, it is. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to check that out. The other thing you mentioned was the staking APR, that that's there to incentivize people to stake. And, and my, my, my concern with that is that if I'm staking, let's say, 10,000 Osmo as a random number to throw out there, okay? I'm getting, let's say, 25% APR. And I'm getting across the year, I mean, assuming not compounding, I'm getting another 2,500. If I compound, it's probably around 3,000 more. I would, I would guess if I compound every day, doing quick math based on looking at these, like, APR things a billion times, it's probably about 3,000, right? Probably about 30% then. Now, if there's if the issuance of Osmo tokens from inflation, from all these pools, ends up being so high, and again, like, people may disagree with me, and that's completely fair. I mean, part of the Cosmos ecosystem is people disagree. And I, and I also don't think I'm the biggest expert on all this stuff. I, I, my view on a lot of these things is more so simplifications of things, because that's, that's kind of my background. It's just simplifying things into more user-friendly terms. But it just kind of seems that, again, again, someone please correct me if I'm, what I'm saying is inaccurate. But it just seems that if, I'm, if my 10,000 by the end of the year becomes 13,000, right, but all the issuance of osmosis, of Osmo tokens throughout the year at each epic ends up creating way more sell pressure than, than that 30% increase, then I'm like, why am I going to hold or stake Osmo tokens? Why don't I instead stake Juno tokens that have way, less, that have way lower sell pressure? And, I mean, it's, 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 it's weird because Sony was saying before, Right, that why not, um, you know, decrease APR across the board? And I, I, I kind of agree with that because I think APR in, in, in on a lot of on a lot of Osmosis projects are still higher than JunoSwap or comparable. And I think Osmosis could be fine with lower APRs because it's you know first mover and has that advantage is, is an easier is like more put together than JunoSwap is. Why not lower that and push? I mean, I, I would say why not push it toward staking APR? I think Sonny was saying put it toward the community pool. But now I'm, I'm just kind of losing track of what I was saying. But going back to what I was saying is that if all these epics and all this inflation is going to lower the, is, is going to make it that any value increase is going to be muted by it. And, and we, we kind of saw it. I think what was the low a, a, like a month ago? It was like 70, 80 cents. It was like 80, 90 cents. And its increase relative to Juno's increase has been a lot smaller. And I don't think it's because Juno has better marketing. I think it's because of the, the relative inflations and the relative tokenomics. Again, tokenomics being my terminology for inflation and how those things affect everything. But yeah, here, Sonny, what's up? Uh, I was just say, actually, I think a lot of the reason why, what happened with uh, Juno and Osmo and Adam is uh, because the way that the liquidity pairings are done, where it's like Osmo is like his primary liquidity is against Adam right now. So every time Adam goes up 1%, you know, Osmo goes up 1%. But then Juno is primarily pa paired with Osmo right now. So every time Osmo goes up 1%, Juno goes up 1% as well. So there's like, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, back when like everything used to be paired with Bitcoin, when Bitcoin moves, everything moves sort of along with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the same time, though, Juno is also paired with Adam on, on Juno swap. So there's a pairing there, too. But, but the liquidity there is like minuscule. Well, it, I mean, it, it, the Juno Atom liquidity, I think, is on, on Juno's hub, I think it's actually higher than the Juno Osmo liquidity on Osmosis. 
Okay, I have to, I have to, check, I have to, I have to go check that. But maybe. One one of the things that I think would go a long way in this ecosystem is like, and and again, like I don't like it is what it is. But if there's there's so much like inter like fighting between people, that it's almost like it almost almost feels like there's a competition between all these projects. Like that Juno and Osmosis are, are in competition mm-hmm. publicly. It, it seems that way, and it's almost like can there be? I mean, there's actually a question: Can there be synergy between between the two projects? Like, can they both coexist and like make the other ones better? Wait, yeah, I, I feel like there's been a lot of like collaboration on a lot. I don't know if you were like following what's been going on at like the the Hack Atom, like in Seoul and stuff. There, but like most of the pro- most of the winning projects were about like doing like interesting IBC interactions between Juno and Osmosis. Like, if anything, I feel like you know you posting things like uh, you know Juno greater 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 than Osmo like is what's helping like cause divisiveness. That's 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 fair. As you were saying that, I actually muttered to myself, that's fair. Like, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Like, that, that's fair. What I will say, and, I, and I, what I wonder, is this hackathon stuff, Hack Adam stuff, that is, like, very dev-centric, right? It's more so people who are very, in the, who are very like, like, tech pair, like, people who know tech and that kind of stuff. It's not so mainstream, from my understanding. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, at least from my point of view, it seems like it's very much like if you're, a developer and you know this stuff then it's great and you can kind of see what's going on there but people who are out in the open what a lot of us are seeing you know yeah i'm not a dev right so like a lot of us are seeing is kind of just all those all the drama that's been that's been just gone around over time right is there a way to kind of make it that these these i guess these synergies can become more mainstream and more clear to everybody so that like random people who may be like okay i want to kind of come here and write stuff for osmosis or for juno or whatever else that they Coming from, coming from other ecosystems because I mean, I mean some guy earlier this week wrote a thread on cosmos and like that was cool but like is there a way to kind of make it that there is like i don't know what about some kind of board between like some kind of council between these different projects where like a couple of people from osmosis a couple of people from juno a couple of people from adam or whatever else all like have like this council is that like a realistic thing um a council to do what to just kind of facilitate, I don't know, I don't, I don't think marketing is what we, we, we to facilitate, but to kind of facilitate an image of like people working together, like an image of, of synergy and like joint and, and, and joint like programs or whatever else. And not that a lot of what people see in the public eye is one person attacking this project or this person saying, oh, this is bad or, or this issue with that. Like, it seems like that becomes so, such a focus. I guess the bear market and those become more of a focus, but is there a way to kind of make it that the focus becomes these synergies? I, I don't know if you, like, I don't know where, like, I don't know. Do you have an example of, like, people from these projects attacking each other like this? Like, I, I don't know what, people always like, say that this is happening, and I don't know any evidence of this. So, I mean, right off the top of my head, I don't, I don't want to, butcher an example but like there's like been little things right like like the whole like like for example um like Masi or whatever his name is on, on twitter that these days like he mentioned like like he, he was like about the whole changing the cosmos hub name and like that like that and i, th- I think at one point you brought up which, which i think made sense like and now it make, it's good seeing adam was cosmos hub instead of cosmos but it seems like a lot of people will bring up issues into the public without first discussing and i know i know jacob will often like withhold withhold crescent thing 
right? Like he thought there was an issue and just brought it up publicly before and ended up being, ended up being wrong about it. And it just kind of seems like a lot of these things get brought up and thrown into the public eye and half the people or 90% of people probably don't understand what's even being discussed. But what they, what they do see instead of maybe seeing, and maybe to all of you guys, you know, people who are developers and understand all this stuff really well, maybe to you guys, it's like, okay, this is just an intellectual conversation and we're kind of just discussing, discussing things. But maybe what I see, and I think a lot of people see, is it just kind of seems like arguing over or bickering, you know? Hey, Mo, can I say something? Yeah, what's up? Um, well, I just have to get up here because, like, I mean, I hear you, but there's, like, also people from the other side, like me, because you, right now you're speaking in behalf of, like, when you say all, and it, that's not including me. Like, I, I don't see, like, I actually do see collaboration, and I see like people working together i don't see all of this fighting so i just wanted to like let you know that i don't see all of that so when you say that all everyone or like everyone is fighting i don't see all of that okay so just to clarify if i i I mean to say that everyone thinks a certain way like one thing i try to say consistently when i do any any, when i do any space is that i'm speaking from my perspective what i think so if you're saying that some people don't see that i'm sure that's true right but like let's say but even let's say a lot of people see it because I've seen people. I mean, even Sonny mentioned Sonny was like, "Yeah, people say that a lot, but I don't really see what they're talking about, right?" So there's definitely something there, right? Or definitely in my perspective, there's something there. I just like I want the narrative for the cosmos to be not that there's constantly drama because I think everyone. Okay, maybe I am saying everyone, but I feel like most people could agree that there is this constant theme within the cosmos of drama, of fighting, or whatever else. And maybe that's, maybe that's just how it is. That's not a big deal. But is that But people are, are thinking, hey, I want to come to Cosmos. I want to buy NFTs here. I want to come to Cosmos. I want to see their decks. And then they see kind of this bickering or this drama. Is that going to be positive or negative? And maybe I, I, don't think, I don't think I'm the authority on this. I don't think I'm the person who knows this better than anybody else. I just kind of want to start the conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it seems like it's a point of view, you know. And uh, I actually, uh, it, it, you're definitely pointing to some specifics. Um, you know, like arguments, but where I'm actually from Terra and I came, you know, I stayed in Cosmos and when, when Terra went to, to Cosmos, dude, I actually saw the opposite. Now I'm with you as far as like, you know, like working together in collaborations. Um, and, and I want to help. So let me know how I can help. But as far as like people that open their arms, like Sonny did, um, Emperor too, he's like a new friend, um, into the, like, Terra, like, freaking brokenhearted people, like, like me and, like, a bunch of my friends, um, they've been super open arms, super, super open arms, even, even Sonny, um, you know, just hearing us out, regardless of his freaking busy <laughs> schedule, and so I, I saw a lot of collaboration, I saw uh, actually a lot of warmth, and I, appreciated how people received a lot of the Terra folks. And I think that that only makes uh, the Cosmos ecosystem grow, you know, including Juno and including Osmo and whatever other apps there is out there. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just kind of like at this point, like the other uh, point of view, like that I'm, I am seeing the collaboration, you know, and I've seen a lot of open arms and, and, and even when it comes to NFTs, like, uh, and, and with Stargaze, you know, I, I see that the, the potential that they have and I'm like, hmm, uh, this is when, you know, the community brings others together because these guys have developed such amazing tools. Um, and yeah, you know, of course, they can work on, I don't know, UI or like marketing or something else. But 
Um, I don't know. I definitely see uh, a lot of the good side on on this behalf too. So if there's anything I can do to, uh, you know, just uh, align and 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 there's this vision that you're talking about, let me know, and I'm more than happy to, you know, to to make it work and see what we can do. Because if that's what that what what you see as a user, then it's very important. Um, and and it does have to be addressed because Twitter, freaking crypto with Twitter can become very, very toxic sometimes. So I'm more than happy, man, to to help out if you want to DM me later and see how, you know, we can uh, look at this approach and, and yeah, just wave the, the white flag, you know, because um, it, it matters to you and it matters to every single one. But again, I've also seen a lot of participation and collaboration, which I'm really happy for. And is also like a reason why I have stayed in the Cosmos ecosystem rather than like just getting out and going somewhere else. Yeah, so what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And I do think that, the Cosmos ecosystem has been very welcoming with Terra and everything that happened there. And one of the things you mentioned is marketing. Also, I'll pause for a second. Anyone just joined, if I'm sniffling, it's not because of cocaine. It's because I have a medical issue in my nose. So if anyone like insults me, I'm probably going to block you for insulting my nose issue. Anyways, with that out of the way again. Um, yeah, so we were saying about the whole you know, thing with, um, with you know, marketing. I think one, one of the things you mentioned is marketing, right? And I don't think that Cosmos per se needs like marketing like, you know, a bunch of shilling or like, oh, come to the Cosmos ecosystem and like hiring people outside, outside the Cosmos. I don't, I don't think that's necessary. I think we're getting a lot of organic marketing now um, outside from all these projects coming over. Um, what I do think could be more useful is a lot of like, you know, having more medium articles or more threads. Honestly, I, I like threads more than medium articles. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously biased on that because I do a lot of threads. But I think a lot of threads are written in ways that people understand, like, hey, here's a synergy that's happening between Osmosis and Juno. Like, here's what's, here's a, here's something that's, that's happening. Here's what you need to know. Here's how maybe it will affect you, right? So that people who are just regular people here, people who are coming into crypto or whatever, looking at Cosmos and not really understanding all the dev speak, they'll say, oh, okay, here's what's going on. Here's a cool thing to see. And I think that can go a long way. Whether there's some, whether there's grants you know, in the community pool that goes toward that, whether it's people volunteering to write, whatever it is, I think that could go a long way. And by the motivation, yeah, I, I sent you a follow. So like we can definitely chat later today and like think of ways we can, this can be approached. But it's also why I was mentioning before that some kind of council would go a long way because why not have something that goes between diff these major projects, these like blue chip projects. And I don't know if you call projects blue chips or is it more a token that's blue chip? I don't know. But ways to kind of, Make it that it's all clear, all makes sense. Like one of the things that, like that, even now, still people don't really understand, is with governance, for example. Right. One thing I tried to do, I, I tried to write some threads on that. We all, I mean, like I'm, I don't want to get into Evmos because it's still a sore topic for many, including me. Um, but like, I, I think that for, for for all governance, there should be some 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 even short threads that just make it accessible to anybody, because like there 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 will be legit super from at least my point of view, simple governance threads. And, and this is me, not someone who's not a developer that I think are pretty straightforward that I, I'll write a short thread on and people will be like, oh my God, thanks for making that clear. When I thought it was pretty clear, but the reality is, is that most people do not know what any of these things mean. And I think it's, I think a lot of people don't, maybe don't realize that. I think a lot of people who are developers think it all is just common sense. To give you an example of me seeing that six, eight months ago in the middle of the bull market, when I wanted to start validating, and again, I, I don't want to get into other topics, but just to give an example of how, from my point of view, I think developers don't realize how difficult a lot of this stuff is for a layperson. 
is, and this is not me ragging on devs. Like in case anyone's going to say that I'm attacking devs, I'm not doing that. My, what people were saying to me, hey, just start your own validator. It's really easy. Just go on Linux and Ubuntu, whatever else. Here's a, some, do some lines of code in there. You got a validator. And I'm like, I don't fucking know any of this shit. Like, I don't even, I never used Linux in my life, you know, which is why when I did a validator, I worked with someone else who did all, who, who I partnered with who did all the validating. So people who keep saying that I was inexperienced, I never ran my validator. I partnered with someone. But anyways, my point being is that like, there's a lot of disconnect, I think, between what devs think lay people understand and what lay people actually understand. And if there's ever going to be some court of count, some court of counsel between different protocols, I think there should be some, and I'm not saying it should be me, but it could be anyone. You know, but there should be something where there's like a way to make sure that these different high level concepts that developers may think are straightforward. There's a way to kind of translate it for people who are lay people who won't find it to be straightforward. Sonny, what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. I mean, I think we've we there's already been a lot of work being done towards a lot of this. Um, and I'm, you know, you'll, you'll expect to see some of that sort of coming uh, out pretty soon. That's, that's that's awesome. Um, anyways, uh, I it is uh six a.m. where I am. I've pulled an all nighter, but uh, so I'm going to sleep soon. But basically, I want to just quickly finish up the conversation about the tokenomics, which is, you know, the, I mean, the other point I wanted to just bring up as well is keep in mind that like, you know, osmosis is moving towards order books pretty soon. So once we do that, the entire like token incentive system needs to just you know, it, it, the current model doesn't really even make that much sense for an order books world. So, you know, there's, I think there's, we still want incentives to be going towards, uh, you know, liquidity providers or like, you know, market makers, people who are providing liquidity on the system. But like, it's not these whole passive AMMs and like bonded liquidity positions. What they were was a growth hack, right? It it was the way of making sure where the biggest decks in the ecosystem and then we can seamlessly transition you know you ha you have all these order you know you have like uh kujira and you know injective and you you have a bunch of order book dexes uh on the in the cosmos ecosystem today but they don't have as much volume as osmosis because you know we spent these uh the osmo inflation over the first year to build up enough liquidity that that combined with our UX made us the center of like liquidity. And so that way, once we do now transition to order books, you know, users are still are going to stick with osmosis rather than going anywhere else. So it's like, you know, you all, you have to look at like, you know, the long-term strategic growth incentives of like how you're spending. And obviously, you know, we don't want to be overspending on things that are useless and not productive, but like, you know, just looking at a current moment in time without looking at like treating the uh, liquidity incentives as a sort of investment in the future into the growth of osmosis is just like a the wrong way to look at look at the how tokenomics work. Or it's, it's an incomplete view of tokenomics without taking that into account. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I, also, I got to end this in a few minutes because I got to go eat dinner, but. First off, thanks everyone for coming. Um, and yeah, Sunny, what you're saying, yeah, I agree that just simplifying it as like tokenomics that I don't that I don't like Osmo tokenomics probably isn't the best way to explain. I guess from my point of view as a lay person when it comes to tech stuff, is that that's the simplest way for me to explain it. Maybe it's more so that I should just be like the the current inflation because you're right. Like I mean, actually, I'm not, I want to say you're right because I'm not sure if you said this, but like like I guess in a year or two, 
right? Tokenomics might look better when inflation is lower. Does that make sense, what I, what I just said? I mean, yeah, you can opt into not uh, receiving the current issuance of osmosis while it's higher and pay a higher price for it in the future. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, so a lot of people, for example, are commenting on my thing saying that I'm going to regret it later. I'm going to, you know, buy in later. And let's say, and let's, for example, say that in a year from now, the price is higher, but inflation looks better because it's gone down. I'm like, you know, now I'm going to buy Osmo. And people are gonna be like, you see, you know, you should have bought it sooner, but it all is all relative because my if if Juno and Evmos and Adam over the next year perform much better, then the you know the the opportunity cost of holding Osmo would not have been worthwhile. Even if Osmo is like five times more expensive now, if those coins are or even ten times more, it all is all relative, you know, considering higher APR from Juno and Evmos. Um, Adam having lower inflation. It's all, again, like there's so many moving parts that you're right. It, it is hard to just kind of say tokenomics and just kind of say that and, and that be the end all be all. And, it's, and I agree that it's like, it's all complicated and it's all convoluted. And that actually comes back around to my point, which I've been pushing for a long time, is just trying to figure out a way to make things more accessible to lay people, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess it dep- all just depends on what your strategy is, you know? I'm not, I mean, not, not, not even a trade trader. I mean, that's not, you're not, you're not suggesting day trading. You're, I don't know, maybe suggesting like, you know, momentum trading on the scale of like, if you on, on the monthly scale. I, mean, I don't know. I guess I, I'm more of a value investor. I, I look at, you know, I, I, I look at things and hold them for, you know, multi year time periods, right? I, I pick the, I think I pick things off of like their long term potential more so than like, you know, looking at current inflation and things like that. I, I mean, my, my time horizon is like six to 18 months, but at the same time, if I'm going to, if I think that short term, something is going to be not the most bullish thing I might be like, you know, I'm going to avoid that for now. Maybe come back to it later. Like for example, with Evmos, my time horizon in my mind right now is as long as the APR for staking stays high because, and I, and I, I think I, think I mentioned some people, but, if Evmos, if the APR there dips a ton, that's not going to be good for it because I think it's going to have a similar effect to what happened with the Osmo token. Again, I, I mean, like, I get that we disagree a little bit on that, which is fine. Um, it's just in terms of like that, like, part of what makes certain tokens bullish at the beginning is because of high APR. And whether or not that's the right approach or it's the best thing, or if it's more of a growth hack or whatever else, depends on like who you ask and whatever else. It also all depends upon the timing. You know, like if, if a token releases in a bear market or a project releases in a bear market, they're going to probably struggle more than a project that releases in a bull market. It's all, you know, there's a million moving parts. I don't think I'm the, the biggest expert on all this stuff. I don't, I'm not going to pretend I am, you know. Um, but yeah, does anyone have, have, any, have any final thoughts they want to share? Like I'm running out of steam, very hungry. I've been like actually walking around by a window that's very sunny. But if anyone has any final thoughts they want to share, um, I hope this was like useful for anyone who listened and that like it was pretty, you know, peaceful conversation no one like is antagonistic which is nice um but yeah if anyone has any final thoughts they want to share like let me know if you raise your hand or if, or if emperor or sony wants to you know share share anything no i mean thanks for hosting this uh i think it was helpful just to you know let let share different viewpoints um yeah i don't know i guess my only closing thoughts are you know build the best products and everything else will find its place emperor any final thoughts i have like like a couple of final thoughts once you if you if after you if you have anything to say 
No, I think Sunny pretty much summed it up. Um, you know, we're in it for the long term, and you know, it's just the way that you approach tokenomics and osmosis in general. Is you have to kind of look at it like a uh, like an ETF almost is kind of how I approach it and the way that it moves when you're comparing it to other tokens. Yeah. So my, my final thoughts are basically, you know, I want to make something clear, right? Like I am a big fan of Osmosis, the project, right? I've said this before a month or so ago, I, I made a tweet saying that like the project is just not the token. And I still feel that way today. I think it's a great project. I think it's great for the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, them ship different partnerships and for more order books to come out and all these different things to get native USDC. I think there's a lot happening and it's possible that in a few months I might change my bias that like I mean, could become more bullish Osmo token if, you know, volume goes up and there's a lot more partnerships and, and a lot more things that make it that the tokens use a lot more or whatever else or uh, other things. But right now my focus is more so on, on other investments. But again, I do want to emphasize that Osmosis, the project, I'm a big fan of that, and that hasn't changed. I've been a holder since, I mean, I held, I, I was involved since day one, I guess I held, I tweeted threads about it. I was a Genesis holder, if that's a real term. I staked for months, and I was a big fan of it, and I'm still, I'm still a big fan of the project. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Anyone who just joined, my nasal sniffle is not because I'm a cocaine addict. I've actually never done cocaine in my life. It's because I have a medical issue in my nose. So if anyone gives me shit about that, getting blocked um unless i know you and you're just fucking with me then that's cool but yeah um thanks everyone for coming and sunny thanks for you know joining it's good to have you you know be active and you know consistently active and consistently sharing your thoughts like i think it's important for the ecosystem but yeah if anyone has questions feel free to shoot me a message um if you're new and you haven't heard of anybody here give us follows i'm crypto like mo sunny's handle is at sunny a97 emperor's handle is flows like osmo huh it's a cool handle um but yeah everyone take care um and have an awesome rest of the weekend weekend thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was osmo real talk with mo recorded on thursday august 11th 2022 for terraspaces.org i'm finn Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pain. Checking that replay, sing along, and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows. But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debate and great methods amazed to play inception the base stay blessed see even with these huge sums of overall royalties these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks leaving only some portion of that for the actual how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, aw shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, that's 
what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces.